0: But most of you here have looked in the wrong place for something. You can't find it, you've lost it, your keys, your wallet, your purse, your phone, and you've looked all over, and you've looked for the most part in places where it was not. You need the thing it is, you can't find it, you've looked everywhere but to no avail. And finally, usually how it plays out right is this, either somebody else finds it, Your wife tells you you're holding it in your hand and you have been the whole time. Or you find it in a place where you didn't initially think to look or think that it would be. And in that moment, whenever you find the thing, whatever it is, you probably don't spend any energy reflecting on the seconds or minutes or maybe even hours that you were searching for it. You're just glad that you found it the search is done, and that you have it again. But if you did spend any time thinking about it, thinking about your search, you would realize that your first instincts of where you ought to look, where you ought to search, were wrong. A lot of people in the world look in the wrong place to find God's attitude toward them that is when seeking an answer to the question does God love me or doesn't he love me they aren't looking in the right place the first and the most broad place the broadest place I would say is they look is their position they look at their position in relationship to other people to other human beings that is they Think I'm trying to find the answer to this question, does God love me? How do I fare when I'm lined up next to everybody else in the world, everybody around me? Where do I fall? I'm better than some people, so God must be pleased with me at least by comparison. Or I'm worse than some people, so God must be more angry than me at least by comparison. Or perhaps, if not that, people, in looking for the answer to the question of God's attitude toward them, look solely at themselves, not others, but just at themselves. This takes two forms. The first one, and we Lutherans are pretty good at identifying how this is a bad way to think, a bad place to look, is they look at their own works, their own deeds. Have I done good things? Have I done what God wants me to do? If I've done good, well, God must love me. Or if I haven't done good, he must not love me. And the second way of looking at ourselves is different, but it is still a way of looking at ourselves. People look at how they feel, what their emotions in a given moment are, happy or sad, euphoric or despondent. And they conclude, well, if I feel good, God must love me. If I feel terrible, he must not. Or if I feel kind of blah or indifferent, well, God must be indifferent toward me. And the third wrong place people look, though, I'd say is this. It's at what's around them. That is, to find the answer to the question how God feels about them, they look at their circumstances in life. Are things going well? God must be pleased with me. He must love me. Are they not going well? God must hate me. Are they going indifferently? Well, God must be indifferent toward me. Perhaps there are other places people look to find the answer to this question, but I'd say that these are the most common places, and I would say that these are the wrong places to look for that answer, for that question, how does God feel about me? When you look at these places, they all might reveal, and they certainly do reveal, different things. But, friends, what I will tell you is this. These places do not reveal God's attitude toward you. That is found only in the cross of Jesus Christ. Think about it. If you, in your daily life, Want to know what just another human being, another person's attitude toward you is? Where do you look? Do you look at yourself compared to others? Do you look at what you do, how you behave? Doesn't make sense. Do you look at how you feel about that person? Where do you look? We all know the answer to this. It's an easy one. You look at them. You even look past their words to or about you, but you look at what they do for you, how they live toward you. In short, you know that a person either loves you or hates you. You know if he is even indifferent toward you. Based on what? Based on their actions. For better or for worse, actions finally reveal the heart's true attitude. And for God's heart to be known, for you to see what is in the Lord's heart toward you, I want you to look at what he did for you on Good Friday, because his attitude toward you is seen on the cross. On the the cross, you see what greater love looks like. Man laying down his life for his friends. On the cross, you see what should have been you and me, forsaken, suffering, dying. You see what should have been you replaced by a substitute. On the cross, you see your God's attitude toward you very Lamb of God, spotless and without blemish, sacrificed to atone for your sins. Whatever picture your life is compared to others, whatever picture it is by your own doings, your own feelings, your circumstances, I would say this, that is a very poor picture. A poor picture indeed compared to the picture of the crucified Son of God hanging dead on that tree. That is where you see what God thinks of you, what he has done for you. So dear friends and Christians, if you ever forget, and you, for whatever reason, need to search once again to to find the answer to that question, what does God think of me? What is God's attitude toward me? I want you to look at the cross. Look at the cross of Jesus Christ. Don't look at others. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at your heart. Don't look at your emotions or your circumstances. Look rather to the finished work of Jesus Christ on Good Friday. There you will see in that unchanging, immortal scene what God has done for you. And you will see that yes, Yes, indeed. Yes, without any doubt. He loves you.